All right, final score tonight in Providence. Merrimack falls to Providence by the final of 4-2, so Providence takes both teams on the weekend. With us is Mark Dennehy, the head coach of the Warriors. And, uh, well, first, Mark, I mean, I don't, I don't say this very often. didn't say it after the Denver weekend, for instance, but I felt like this weekend, uh, the way that you guys played, uh, especially most of the time, that you deserved better. And, uh, unfortunately, you didn't get that this weekend. No, uh, but I do believe uh, that if we continue to play, the way we're playing and, and continue to take steps in the right direction, that we will uh, get better. Um, you know, little things. Uh, geez, I don't know when the last time we had a five-on-three was. I think Bentley. That might be the only time we had one all year. Played in eight games and and only have one five-on-three. Um, I mean, those are golden opportunities. Um, you know, uh, we've had some chances. Uh, hit a post on a power play today. So we, we played really well this weekend. Um, it wasn't good enough. Um, but our goal is to continue to get better, and I th- thought we took another step forward today. It seemed like you played a pretty good road game into the third period even. You're up by one, uh, continuing to play well, and it just seemed, I mean, it's again, it's going to be cliche or whatever, but I thought a couple of bounces of the puck or a couple of strange plays that happened, and that ends up being the difference in the game. Well, if you think about it, like, you know, we're, we're playing, we're humming along pretty good there, and then, um, you know, we end up taking a penalty, a five-minute major, uh, on the kill with 16 seconds, we can't even kill the 16 seconds. They uh, they score. Uh, we did a great job to regroup and kill the remaining the remaining time. Um, you know, but that was we had things going pretty good there, and then all of a sudden we run into that speed bump. Um, Although I mean, what you're talking about happened in the second period. Even yeah. the, even despite that happening, you still had the lead going into third. And, yeah. and like I said, you came out in the third on the road, and you played the way that you want to play when you have the lead on the road. It was just a couple of strange plays that happened: the one behind the net, and then the one at center ice that ended up costing it. And that was it. You know, yeah. a couple uh, a couple bad plays. Um, you know, and then also again continuing. Uh, I give I give John Gillies a lot of credit tonight. I thought he was more of a difference maker tonight than he was uh, yesterday. You know, we had chances to go up three one. Um, you know, and then even tie the game. And, and uh, he made some really big saves. Um, you know, uh, a couple quick whistles. You know, I think Mikey scored there on that one. Uh, the referee lost sight of it, and that's the, that's his job. But uh, you know, we played we played pretty darn well. Uh, Providence is a good team, and. Uh, you know, we have them one more time. You talked about Gillies, but I thought that something that maybe you did tonight that you, that, that you did better than you did last night was that you did get traffic, you did get bodies in front of them, you're able to to get guys to get to the puck in front of them, and it paid off a couple of times. Yeah, it did. Um, and we also spread the zone against them pretty good. And, and uh, yeah, you, you had know, them moving more than you did last night. Yeah, um, you know, it was something we thought we could have done better from last night. I thought we were really sound defensively last night. Um, tonight we, we were able to get on them and sustain some pressure uh, at all different stages. You know, so you could say that maybe that, that five-minute major took some steam out of us, but I thought we, we, we hemmed them in pretty good for parts of the third, you know, and they weather that storm and then end up getting two just kind of off silly plays, you know, a, mi- and a missed exchange with a goalie and a, a flipped puck in the middle of the rink. So, um, and then think about how, you know, then we kill the... The penalty after the, the the third goal. I mean, a huge too. Yep. A lot of that stuff gets lost. The goal that gets called back. Yeah, I thought. What I, was the ruling on that play, by the way? I think the ruling was that uh, uh, the player interfered with our goaltender's ability to play the puck. Should be a penalty, then, shouldn't it? I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I, 
that one of the things in the third period then, you know, we talked about those two plays that happened that uh, kind of just, uh, at least, I don't know, for us up there watching, kind of sucked the life out of it. But but I was impressed by the, the resolve of the team that seemed to put it behind them right away and came right back out to try to do what they had to do to get it back. Even though they didn't get it, that's still a positive sign. Yeah, I mean, we, we had chances. I mean, we, we were on them for large stretches. You know, we kill that penalty, and then we go down and we get some more good looks, you know. Um, listen, they're, they're a good team, and, and I still think that, that uh, you know, we're going to be a good team. We keep moving in the direction we're moving. Good things are going to happen. We, we can't let you talk about resolve. You just you have to keep going. You can't get affected by uh, scores, outcomes, uh, shifts. Just keep going, good or bad. Well, before the game, um, there was kind of an interesting situation where you had you dressed an extra man because uh, you didn't know if Vinny Scotty could go, and it turned out that he couldn't. First of all, uh, what's his situation, and how's he doing? Uh, you know, even just the fact that we that we dressed him, there was he's, he was close. You know, so um, we'll reassess, obviously. But um, you know, Connor was ready to go, and and a lot of those situations, it's you know the guy feels good enough to go but Vinny, Vinny knew what type of game it was going to be and he was sore and, um, and so Toombs got the call and as you know it's sometimes the case the guy comes off the bench and yeah. ends up scoring a, you know the first goal of the game yeah with Vinny Scotty was that something that happened in last night's game it was yeah a guy fell on top of him and just kind of bent his, his ankle back yeah and then as you mentioned you know Connor Toomey a lot of times a guy who you know wouldn't have been in the lineup he does get it and he makes the most of it and I thought he was buzzing around the net in the first period he was, you know, and, and when he plays with that type of energy, he can be effective, you know. Um, I look at his play. I look at uh, Sean Bates' play this weekend. Uh, Sean was really good this weekend, I thought. Um, you know, and, and those guys can have that type of effect on, on a game, you know. It, it, it's that type of consistency that we're looking for. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, it makes you, it makes you look smart. You put him in, and, and he gets a goal. But it was all his doing, and nice play by John Gustafson as well to kind of walk in, and you know he, he knew that it was closing down on him just to get that backhand off. Another nice play, the one on the power play, maybe one of the prettiest goals I've seen in a while. Just really nice puck movement down low by those three guys. Yeah, and they're starting to get a feel for each other, and, and um, you know obviously Mikey's the straw that stirs the drink, and he had it going pretty good too. Thought our power play was good this weekend, you know. Um, you know, we only got the one goal, but we had plenty of chances. We had posts. We had them uh, pressured. Um, you know, uh, another step in the right direction. How has Chris LeBlanc not scored his first goal before tonight? I mean, it's hard to believe, but that was his first. It's funny because he said something like, uh, geez, you know, that was overdue or it's about time or, you know, because he's had plenty of chances, and he'll score a lot of goals. He's, he's a good player. Um, you know, but it, it, it's nice to have the leadership that Mike has shown with him, the patience, um, you know, and, and Justin Husser's done a good job, uh, you know, of being on that point, and, and Danny Colomanis has taken a big step as well. So we're getting some different contributions, and that's what we're going to need. I thought maybe the key to that play was that Hampus Gustafson play with, uh, you know, the, the, the nice little almost behind-the-back pass there uh, to get it over. Providence didn't seem like they knew that it was coming. Well, I, I'm, with all the video that we have, I can assure you they did. <laughs> but it gets scrambly out there, you know. I mean, we had it in their zone for a while, and, and we had given them a couple different looks. And then all of a sudden, you know, for that play to emerge, uh, you know, Hampus, it's a field play from him, and he knows Chris is there. And uh, Chris definitely did not make any mistakes with that one. 
Well, as we mentioned, you guys had a couple of times in this game where where you had to bounce back from key situations. The the the, the major penalty called against Kyle Singleton in the second period, and then the two plays in the third period. I mean, if there's anything positive to take out of this, is it that resiliency that your club showed? And also the fact that we played pretty darn well. You know, um, we outshoot them again tonight. If not, it was close. You know. Um, and, and I'd say plenty of chances, too, you know. Um, face-offs are pretty even. Um, unfair me that I didn't even mention the play of uh, Rasmus Tiernan. I thought he played very well. He did, you know. Um, I, know he wants, I know he wants the breakaway back, and I know he wants the, uh, the, the, the play with the little mishandle. But, um, no, he did. And our goalies, their job is to give us a chance to win. And, and uh, both guys, I thought, did a, did a good job of that this weekend. All right, well, uh, the challenge then is to bounce back from this one. You go to Notre Dame next weekend. Before we uh, we have a little extra time here, so I want to shift gears and uh, change the topic. But uh, first of all, Notre Dame, they got a split this weekend. They lost tonight 5-4 after beating Minnesota last night 4-1. So your, your first time out there, your first time playing them since the uh, NCAA tournament game a couple of years ago. Obviously a pretty good club. Could be, we'll see, could be number one in the country by the time the polls come out on, uh, on Monday. Either way, uh, a, a pretty good team. What are your thoughts on them at this point? Yeah, they, I mean, you know, they, they're they've got a lot of the guys that played on that game, that that team that beat us, still around. You know, uh, even though they lost Anders Lee, their goaltender Tynan's still there. Uh, Stephen Johns is still there. You know, they're good. They're good. A lot like Providence, top to bottom. Um, they're very disciplined. Um, they're very thorough. Um, you know, Jeff Jackson's as good a coach as there is in college, in hockey, let alone college hockey. Um, you know, he's got a great staff. Um, it's going to be a challenge for us, but one I, I know we're looking forward to. Well, an interesting topic. We talked before the game with Nate Lehman, the Providence coach, and one of the things we brought up was just that feeling that we had uh, last night as the game got underway, just the way that the game was, you know, the, the uh, Providence at Merrimack game last night, was that it just seemed to be a different feeling once you get into league play, hockey East play, and... and um, I think it's unfortunate that now you're at the you're at the point where you're only playing 20 league games instead of 27, and you have uh, half of your games almost are, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say they don't count either way, but uh, you know, as we chatted with him, he's raised the point of you're trying to battle with the teams north of the border to, to get players to come play for you, and and uh, they can play twice as many games, so you have that to deal with. But on top of that, you're going to say, well. Uh, out of the 34 games we do get to play, only 20 of them really, really count. You know, I mean, that points are on the line. So uh, he, he, I mean, he advocated for, for 27 league games or for more league games at least. I'm just wondering what your take is on that whole situation. I think we've got the best league in the country. Um, you know, I know that we're a, a proud member, um, you know, and, and I, I think it's, it's a way to uh, protect our league uh, is to play each other as many times as possible um, you know it's it's uh, maybe it's a way for us to petition the NCAA for us to get more games you know so maybe we maybe we petition them for seven more games and we make those league games you know so we play still play 27 league games then we play 14 non-conference games but it is a little weird I mean think about what what you know, name a name a, a league in hockey where you play games that don't count on your record, like on your within your league. You ever try to explain it to somebody who doesn't really know college hockey? It's hard to explain it to them. Well, we don't talk about it very much with the recruits. <laughs> but no, it, when you put it that way, I mean, it's bizarre, you know. Um, 
It really is. I mean, it's nice to play teams from outside your league, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, it's like to go... It, we were excited to go to Denver. We're looking forward to taking taking part in the Mariucci Classic moving forward. But, um, you know, I, I think our fans really like to see, uh, you know, those rivalries, you know, and, and look at what other leagues have done, right? Um, hockey's gone the other way, right? So, so um, you know, you play, the Bruins play the Canadians more than they play anybody else. The Toronto more than they, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, it just makes sense. Yeah. I... I I know personally that's. I, th- I think it's the highlight of the year is playing the league games. I know that the. Uh, I mean, it, it was the easiest thing to do, and it made sense. I guess you know with the the changes in the league with Notre Dame coming in and UConn then following them to to just even things out at two games per opponent. So the next year it'll settle out when UConn comes in at 22 league games, but. You know, you're still looking at 12 league games, and there's all kinds of situations around that. Uh, you know, some teams have an easier time finding games than others, and and uh, trying to work everything out with the schedule. Non-league games seem to be tougher to to, to, to schedule than the league games. Uh, do, you, do you have a feeling for how the how the opinion shakes out around the league in terms of you know would there be interest if it if it was brought up at the league meetings to maybe talk about finding a way to get some more league games on the schedule? I don't know. You know, I listen. The the who you play. Um, in your non-conference games, you know, I think that's that's a you know it, it's personal preference. So you know whether it's harder for some or others, you know, I've heard it argued, um, you know, create more of an investment in your program, and it won't be as hard to get teams to come play you at home. And and I, I hear that, you know, there are other big market teams that you know are giving up revenue when they don't have home games. So I get that as well. Uh, I'm just all about the league, you know. Um, I've been involved with hockey since 1987, and um, you know I consider myself lucky to be coaching what I think to be the best league. And, and I think our fans would—I uh, know the Merrimack fans enjoy league play. Like you said, there's a buzz, there's a feeling, there's something on the line. Um, and, and so, I mean, that's that's where I stand. Um, you know, I, I voted for every team to get in the playoffs. But as part of that, we also, as coaches, voted um, on a two out of three first round. Again, because things are so tight. Um, but, it, hey, it, it is what it is. We've, we know what it is. And, and so you make adjustments and you go from there. I mean, I know what our goal is. We're in the playoffs. Our goal is to, to be playing the best hockey we can play in March because you could win three games and be in the Garden. You know, the history of this league is interesting. I know you remember it. Was, there was a time when every year the playoff format was changing, and, you know, you had new teams that were coming in. You had the, the interlocking schedule with the WCHA was coming to an end and all that stuff, and, and it seems like things have been... They've settled out for for a while now. You knew what to expect. Uh, other than Vermont coming in in 05, uh, there hasn't been a lot that's changed. So I kind of wonder whether we're in an, a new era of like flux around the league, whatever you want to call it, where maybe you're going to try some things. They might not work, or some people might want to try something different. Maybe, maybe we could see that over the next few years. You know, I think the size of our league affects us as well now. So we've got 12 teams, and, you know, there aren't a lot of leagues with that many teams. So it's hard to create those relationships. But, listen, I played when, uh, you know, when we had that arrangement with the WCHA, and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, even though you were playing, you know, a non-conference team, it counted on your, on, in your league. I mean, that was dynamite. You know, and everybody played everybody else, but, you know, it was half home, half away. 
I'd love to see something like that. It just there needs to be more on the line than just a win or a loss. You know, I, could I, you do that? I mean, I'll bring up the Big Ten Challenge because that obviously started this year and was kind of put together at the last minute, just pulling together the games that were already on the schedule. But is, I mean, is there any momentum at all to maybe set up an interlocking schedule with the Big Ten? Well, the problem with that is that they've only got six teams, right? So, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to want to tie up. Uh, 12 of their non-conference, of their 14 non-conference games with hockey. So their league's going to be tough enough. I know they're going to be looking for home games uh, that they can buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's partially what uh, I think I think uh, myself and, and Coach Lehman are concerned about is you know, you're going to have some teams that just aren't going to play away from home. And so, you know, you're going to have a little bit of artificial... Uh, numbers, if you will, when it comes down to the pairwise and the RPI. And it'll be interesting to see what that bonus structure has, how it affects it, but you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you, you, you schedule your games, you're trying to win every one, and, and you kind of, after that, we'll leave the rest of that for Naples. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the bonus, which uh, we still have to see, like you said, how it's going to shake out, but I'm wondering if you have any... It, Maybe you don't know yet, but any sense whether or not you, you think that might encourage some of those teams to go on the road more? Um, well, you know, I think I think a lot of it comes down to money, Mike. You know what I mean? And, and it costs a lot to run these programs. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, you know, Minnesota's given up a lot of money if they travel, right? I mean, first of all, they got to pay for the travel. Um, you know, and then you're also talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. That they're they're passing up, so and I don't want to think I don't want to, to to present this like it's the the evil empire and they're you know they're plotting to, to take over the world by home games, um, you know. But it's you know, it, it definitely creates a hierarchy. Um, but again, that I, I think the, the the main point, the, the important point is um, league games. It's the best time of the year. You know, and uh, it's great to play some teams that that aren't from our league, but it's really about uh, those rivalries in league. You know, one thing about the non-league schedule, I know that, I mean, you guys have been working on some things. I don't know if there's anything that you can mention. I, I mean, I won't mention, I'll let you mention whatever you think you can, but some pretty exciting things that you have been working on that I think would get pre- people uh, pretty excited over the upcoming years. Uh, it's, I mean, trying to be creative in terms of the non-league schedule and trying to bring, bring in the best teams that you can to come to the rink and, and get people excited. What 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 What's the philosophy there? Well, it changes a little bit now because there's so many of them. You know, I mean, we've doubled our number of non-conference games, so it's. Um, I'm not going to say it's more work for me because I'm not making the calls. Uh, Maddie Lamal, for our director of hockey ops, does a lot of that. Um, but it's it remains the same. I mean, you want to play teams that will play you in your building. Um, we're done with guarantees. You know, uh, we are going to the Mariucci, but that's a tournament. You know, and and we'll take part in that. But. Um, uh, gone are the days where teams are going to give us forty thousand dollars and have us come out for two and not reciprocate. I think we've got a, a, a great building. Um, guess what? It's not fun. To, it's, it's not easy to play in, and we like it that way. Um, but we've started to create some relationships with um, Quinnipiac, um, which we're excited about. Um, it's a quality program. Uh, we've got Clarkson that, that we're going out to play them. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, Yale uh, that we're still working on a home and home. We're going to them this year, um, and we're going to go out and, and go to Mercyhurst. You know, we're going to go play up in, in Erie, uh, and I think it's important to do. I think it's important for um, 
for all the teams, you know. Uh, you know, you hear every once in a while. I think Michigan went up and played RIT a couple weeks ago. That's that's for the betterment of the game. You know, that's growing the game. I know a couple of years ago we went down to Alabama, down to Nashville. Uh, that was one of my favorite trips of all time, you know. Uh, it wasn't when we were trailing 3 nothing 10 minutes into the first game, but um, or whatever the score was, we were trailing anyways. But, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're, there's some local stuff. You know, it's nice. And I say local. I mean, Clarkson, you want to talk about historic programs and a program that's had a great turnaround uh, with, with Casey uh, Jones and, and one of our friends, uh, Phil Roy, there. Uh, it's going to be a tough weekend. You go up to the, the Keel Center and, and, you know, you got to strap it on. Um, it might be th- 30 below by the time you get up there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so, you know, like I said, Yale, I mean, we've got some good things going on, and, and I think. Um, we're in some talks with some Big Ten teams, of course. And, um, the tournament in uh, New Jersey next year, too, right? That's right. Yep, we're going down to New Jersey. Uh, uh, we're going to go. Uh, Bob Pryor is a great guy. And um, I think I think UConn, us, Princeton, and I think Yale might be in it that year. I'm not sure. And you would play the, the two Ivy League teams? Uh, you know what? I think we play UConn to start. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we play UK, and I think it's right as of right now. I think it's actually scheduled the same day as our first game in the league, UConn's first game in the league against us. So we've got to do a little bit of massaging there. Yeah, that's 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 not going to happen. So we'll figure Split out split squad now. Yeah, we'll figure out what we're doing uh, on that. But no, it's it's uh, it definitely opens the door to some different possibilities. Uh, another topic I wanted to bring up since we had the time here. Uh, Ironic that Providence and Merrimack play each other because you both just completed extensive renovations or rather additions to your facilities. And, um, you know, we had a chance to see, I think you probably did too, down in Providence, the things that they've done. And I was struck by how similar it is to what you guys have done. I mean, I think you you probably, you guys probably probably added more square footage. I'm not sure. But at any rate, it's a lot of the things that people aren't going to see when they just walk into the rink, a lot of the things that really make the difference. And, you know, I mean, you, you guys have... Uh, You've got the weight room. You've got the uh, the training facilities. You've got the classrooms that were at all the additional space that's there. Um, uh, you know, and obviously the 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 other ring too. But uh, the lobby it just looks like a totally. I mean, I, everybody that that I've heard that's come in that's has seen it has said it looks like you're walking into a totally different facility, which you are really. But uh, I guess uh, you know my my question to you is what what do you see as the the long term impact of of the work that you guys have been able to do? It seems to me like a way in which some of the smaller schools like yourself in Providence can uh, you know continue to remain current. And, and be able to battle for recruits with everybody else. Yeah, and we have one more project left um, infrastructurally underneath. Um, so the building that was built in 2001 was supposed to house both men's and women's ice hockey. And and, and since women's the, the women's program hadn't started yet, um, you know, the, we kind of crept into some space that that is going to end up being there. So um, we've got to upgrade all that and re and reconfigure it. So we've got a locker room project going on either this summer or next summer. Um, which is going to really be the cherry on the Sunday. I mean, that's going to really be a differentiator. But, you know, listen, we, we don't want to get into an arms race. You know, that doesn't that doesn't favor us. And, you know what, i got my own personal opinions as to what college athletics are really about. Um, but you, you also need a baseline, you know. And, and I think um, I, I heard that, that uh, Coach Lehman used this, and, and I, I think it's apropos, 
Um, you know, we may not get recruits because of our facilities, but we're not going to lose them because of our facilities anymore. You know, we, we've got as good as anybody in the country. And, and um, you know, I've, I've already seen it have an effect. Yeah, that's what I wanted. The next thing I wanted to ask you was, have you had a chance to bring people in, bring bring recruits in, and and how have you? Has their reaction been different than maybe recruits in the past? It's a shorter process, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and there's a lot less uh, hand gesturing and pointing. You know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. You can just you can just walk them around and show them the the investment that the school has made, and not just the hockey program, but the athletic program and. Sports overall, so I throw sports medicine into that category because I think one of the, the, the best parts of the whole building is that uh, academic innovation center and the, the sports medicine classrooms and uh, the, the uh, exercise science lab um, really need stuff going on. So um, it's definitely it, the, the process is sped up a little bit faster than it, than it's been in the past. Whereas you know maybe a scholarship offer would kind of sit out there for a while. Uh, people are a little more eager to get back in touch with us, which is a good thing. Well, maybe I'll touch on one more topic since we have the time here. Uh, the new rules cycle is coming up. Uh, this one's coming to an end, the two-year cycle. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be on the dock if, uh, the next time around or what should be on it? Well, my big push is, um, you know, we've got to reduce the size of the goaltending equipment. You know, we can make we can make vests that can stop bullets that, that are skin tight. Um, these goalie pads, both the, the knee pads and the chest protectors are way too big and and I think part of that is also I want to protect the goaltenders I feel like the goalies um, pull themselves out of the net because they've been run over more than I've ever seen um, and I think that if, if you reduce the size of the goaltending equipment then players can score from other areas and if they can score from other areas they don't have to drive the net as hard as they drive the net now um, and then, you know, I'd love to see a punter's rule put in place, you know. Uh, it, it's amazing to me that um, if a goaltender gets out of his crease to play a puck, God forbid you touch him. But if he's in his net trying to save pucks, you can run him over as much as you want as long as you're going to the net hard. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see a rule where you can't, you know, there's, a, there's an area where you just can't touch the goalie. Um, maybe you shrink it so the goalies don't get out as far, but uh, I think we need to start thinking about goaltender safety. I think reducing the equipment and allowing players to score from other areas and then denying them access to those areas where the goalie can feel like he's safe is an important part. I mean, a number of the changes in recent years have been, uh, I think, been the hybrid icing, I think, has been a tremendous success. Any of the other things that have been done recently that, that you like or maybe that you think should be looked at again? I like, you know, I, I like the um, the no changes on icings and, and pucks out of the rink. Um, I was a little concerned initially that you'd have tired bodies out there and there might be an increase in, in injuries, but we haven't seen it. And it's definitely, you, you get a tired, um, you know, you get a tired group out there, uh, you know, you can get stuck in your zone pretty good and, and, and rapid icings, you know, you, you, you might cause you to use a timeout that you wouldn't normally use. I think the other thing we're going to be working towards again is, is um, and not again, but working towards is, is giving the, the, the coaches a challenge uh, on, on reviewed stuff because um, every goal seems to be three yards in a pile of dust these days. And, and uh, you know, I think sometimes... You know, the refs want to keep the game moving. They don't want to review everything. But 
allowing the coach to, to you know, whether it's a beanbag or whatever, to, to, to call, a, to, to have the it review, you know. I mean, right now we can do it and, and lose a timeout, but, you know, we want to get the goals right. And we've got the equipment now, we want to use it. So we'll see, see maybe that's another one yet. So a red flag then, where, I mean, where would you keep the red flag and down and down in the, uh, in your sock like Bill Belichick or something different? You know, I was in uh, I was in TJ Maxx the other day, and I saw they're selling ties now with the handkerchiefs. And I almost bought one. I was I needed a new tie. And I almost bought one. Uh, maybe I could just get a red handkerchief. You know, so I'd sure. improve my dress as well. Yeah. Maybe you could just take the take the uh, take the tie off, throw the tie on the ice. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, you know, a couple more weekends like this, and I'll be <laughs> tightening it around my neck. Um, you know, it's it's uh, I, I really. You know, I'm going to tell these guys when we get back uh, that I, I really respect their effort this week. You know, and, and because of that, you want them to feel good about it. You want them to get something back, uh, even though the results weren't what they, where we wanted them. Uh, I thought we had a great effort and uh, and some pretty good execution for most of the weekend. And to come away without a point is, is discouraging, but we can't let it discourage us. We have to show the same resolve that our team showed all weekend long. All right, thanks, Mark. We appreciate your time, especially extended time here. Uh, enjoy the week. We will see you out at Notre Dame on Friday. Thanks, Mike.